At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. And it would not be Observer Live... If everything wasn't ready to go right when the show went on the air. I got no video right now. But you know what? It's my fault. Because I forgot. But uh, it should be up right now. Hey, there we go. All right. Well, now we're ready to go. And it is Tuesday on the show. We have a lot to talk about here today. Last night was Raw. And it was the go-home show for SummerSlam, which is coming up on Saturday. And we have a full lineup for the SummerSlam show here today, which has at this point eight matches. And uh, several matches that we thought were going to be on SummerSlam actually are not going to be on SummerSlam. They've made some changes, and uh, we'll tell you exactly why those changes were made, what's on the show, and what is not. We've also got the NXT show tonight, which is the follow-up from the Great American Bash. They've added a tag team match to the show, so we'll give you that one. Dynamite 200, the 200th episode of Dynamite, is tomorrow. And we have seven matches for that show. And I would presume, and uh, I would pray, actually, that tomorrow we start hearing a lot more about Wembley. Because we are now four weeks away And uh, even CM Punk on the Collision Show on Saturday asked, am I the first person to actually talk about this show here? It is time to start getting a card. It's been time for a while. And we do have an update on how you are going to be able to watch both that show and All Out. We've also got some rating notes. The Thursday or the uh, Saturday Night Collision Show ended up doing a great number That, of course, being with the MJF and Adam Cole versus FTR title match. So we'll tell you about that, what the highest rated thing on the show was. Same with SmackDown and a bunch of other news as well. So back in a moment to kick everything off, Wrestling Observer Live. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sibber, BB, also WrestlingObserver.com. Got a lot of lineups to talk about here today. The NXT show is tonight, everyone's favorite show. We've got Lyra Valkyra versus JC Jane, Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. The Schism is doing an interrogation segment. Those mass Schism members, man, we're going to find out who those guys are tonight. And... Ulyssa Leone and Valentina Faraz versus Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Now, granted, I expected that uh, pre-show match on the NXT pay-per-view 
to be bad. And uh, apparently it was not. I heard nothing but great reviews about it. So maybe this one will surprise people. But if it does, I will be surprised. I'll put it that way. Then we have the Dynamite 200 lineup for tomorrow. Tony Storm versus Akarashita. Aussie Open versus Iho Del Vikingo and Commander. Jericho and Takesha versus Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia. Jack Perry goes face-to-face with Jerry Lynn. It is so bizarre. I've been watching these old NWA TNA shows, and Jerry Lynn is wrestling on every single show. And here I am, 21 years later, Jerry Lynn is doing a face-to-face. He's going to beat some sense into Jack Perry tomorrow, he says. Just like he beat some sense into young AJ Styles 21 years ago. What a stupid storyline. God. You know, I don't want to digress, but, you know, I've never been a fan of uh, of Vince Russo. You know? You don't say. Man, I'm watching these old NWA TNA shows that he is booking. And, like, I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but he's just like a dumb person. Like, this stuff is so dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Anybody with a lick of sense, anybody with a, like, anything involving a working brain. Like, I'll just give you one example. Okay. You guys remember Sonny Siaki? I do. All right. Well, Sonny Siaki is one of the flying Elvises, okay? So, like, for the last three weeks, Sonny Siaki has been doing commentary while the, while the flying Elvises wrestle. And he's like, ah, these flying Elvises, they suck. You know, anything they do that's good, they got from me. I taught them everything they know. I'm the best guy here. And so then, you know, he does this a couple weeks in a row. And then on the show that I just watched, it's like he does an interview backstage with Goldilocks, who, of course, he has to bury and make fun of her. He goes, are you checking out my butt? You're not allowed to do that. And he just, he cuts his total heel promo, okay? Three straight weeks, he's been a total heel. He's cocky. He's arrogant. He's cutting this heel promo. And he goes, I'm going to be wrestling here tonight. I meant I left those Elvises at home. I'm going to show you all how it's done here tonight. Goldie, you horrible lady or whatever. So he goes down to the ring. And his opponent comes out. And it's whatever. I forget. the. It's like Slash or whatever. It's Wolfie D. Slash. A heel, yes. a member of James Mitchell's heel group. This guy goes in, and he gets the heat on Sonny Siaki. Honey, Sonny Siaki is now a baby face in peril. It's like the match is getting no heat because nobody knows what's going on. It's like, wait, we're supposed to cheer for Sonny Siaki now? And Sonny's trying to make these baby face comebacks or whatever. And then, of course, he gets pinned, and I'm like, dude, I, I mean, God, like, of, of all of this stupid stuff, you have to be so stupid, so legitimately stupid, to put something together like that. I mean, I was just like, what is happening here? Why is he a bit? God! Anyway, we'll review the whole show tonight. And that's not even close to the worst thing on the show. No. In fact, it's just going to get worse for you. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to get worse. At some point, you're going to see Disco Inferno, Johnny Swinger, and David Young dancing around in coconut bras. That's going to happen at some point here. Just the stupidest. 
disciples of the new church. I used to always tell Dave, I'm like, dude, this show is so stupid. This show is even dumber than than WCW. Nothing's dumber than W. I'm watching a second time, and I'm telling you, this stuff is way worse than WCW was. Yeah. Anyway. And and gets a lot more offensive at times as well, too. Moxley, Penta, and Trent, anything goes match. We're We're back to a real show now. Dude, <laughs> whatever you think about anything going on in 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 AEW or WWE or even NXT, guys, you don't know how good you got it. You just don't know how good you've gotten it. And all this, anyway. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks versus Jared J. Lethal and Sotnam Singh. I can tell you this as somebody that paid for those weekly pay-per-views. I think I would rather pay you and Vinny and Craig and Sean to review them as opposed to paying for them in real time again and watching Please them. Please do. I'm begging you. <laughs> and then uh, MJF Speaks, and I presume Adam Cole will be out there as well. And then uh, we'll talk about collision ratings here in a moment, but uh, Adam Cole, MJF, and FTR, yeah, they did it. And then uh, SummerSlam, we'll talk about the Raw report here later on as well. But this is the update on SummerSlam. We have got the tribal combat match for the beads in the title, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar does not have a stipulation. So at the end of the day, they opted against doing the stipulation, whatever it was going to be. We've got Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight title. We have Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental title. We have Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca, triple threat for the WWE Women's title. Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler, MMA rules. And we have a SummerSlam Battle Royal. So there are eight matches. The Rhea Ripley match versus Raquel, which was scheduled for the show, is not taking place. They've done an injury angle with Raquel, and uh, she is not cleared in storyline, but when she is cleared, she will be back. And uh, I'm not sure all of the circumstances beyond that one. Maybe there's just, you know, they don't want to do a, a rushed, nothing happening match on this show, give them more time, put them on the next pay-per-view, whatever. And also, the uh, plan, and, and this one actually was planned, I think, like before WrestleMania. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus was planned for WrestleMania, and uh, they shot a, a nothing happened in angle last night and then announced that the match is actually going to be taking place in several weeks in Winnipeg. And I think that Trish is not ready to do a full match because of her broken nose. And so I think that they figured she would be ready by SummerSlam, but she's not going to be ready. And uh, they don't want to do a, a literally two-second match at SummerSlam. And so they're going to give her another couple of weeks to uh, heal up and then do that match on TV as a main event in Winnipeg. So that is the lineup on all of that. And uh, I still expect this to be a hell of a SummerSlam. I mean, probably, uh, you know, Rain, uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso is going to be great. Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar is probably going to be great. Seth Rollins and Finn Balor is going to be great. Gunther and Drew McIntyre is going to be great. Charlotte and Bianca and Asuka, whatever you think of the build for this, I mean, it should be a really good match. Logan Paul and Ricochet are setting out to do, like, a series of the craziest things ever seen in wrestling. Hey, Gio, they're going to most... go viral. Yeah, mo- though not, not just that, Mike. The most viral the match. The most viral, yes. And then uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, you know, 
They had a great series of video packages on Raw. And I will say that they did a, a brawl uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the brawl was great. And the stipulation here is it's going to be an MMA rules match. And uh, I don't know if they're going to go full MMA and they're just going to do like a, a 50% sparring uh, UFC-style match or what they're going to do. Oh, God, please, yes. But this could be this could be awesome. Yeah. So we shall see. I'm looking forward to I'm actually looking forward to that, and maybe the uh, the two video packages helped out a little bit, but I haven't been big on Ronda, but I'm a big Shayna fan, and I would love to see them go at it on. Back in a moment with more of Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, VB, also from WrestlingObserver.com. We had an old YWF match airing during the commercial break. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, as somebody pointed out that was watching, those children in that uh, video there in the audience, yeah. they're in their 30s now. Oh, man. That was uh, 1995. Why'd you have to go and do that? Some of those some of those children have children now i was in 13th grade at that point all right a couple of uh notes here brandon thurston has confirmed that direct tv will be carrying the all-in pay-per-view in demand is as well so all of the major cable companies will be carrying it like a normal show they are listing a 50 dollars price tag none of this has been made official to the public but officials with direct tv confirmed it to thurston and those within companies have confirmed in-demand carrying it to us. Nor have any of the companies advertised the show to the public. Well, it is amazing. It is amazing how secretive this gigantic, gigantic show is here. Well, this is about the time. I mean, we're about three weeks a month out. This is about the time they start getting cranking on that stuff, which is one of the reasons that it was added to the Comcast schedule. And for those who don't know, In Demand is actually owned by Comcast, Cox, and Charter Communications. So it is a, was it, fait accompli that this show is going to be airing in the exact same way all of the other shows air. It's just a matter of whether it will air on Bleacher Report or it somehow, again, miraculously gets picked up and put on Max, but that is not looking like it's going to be the case. And it is looking like you're going to have back-to-back pay-per-views only, a, what, a week or two apart. I would say, barring a major, major, major change, this is not airing on Max. It's no. probably going to be on Bleacher Report. And, uh, yeah, probably 100 bucks over uh, two weeks if you want to watch both of these shows is the way it is looking right now. And... Uh, the other big note is Collision. The Collision show, 739,000 viewers for Adam Cole and MJF versus FTR. 
up 20% from the previous week. Highest audience total for the show since the premiere episode. A .27 in 18 to 49, which was up 50% from the week prior. Best number the show has done since the .31 it drew for the premiere. And you know, the thing is, these premieres always, they always do sky-high numbers and always falls from the premiere. It doesn't matter if you're AW, it doesn't matter if you're WWE. That first SmackDown on Fox had 4 million viewers. It's never come close. But to go over a month later and almost do what you did for the premiere is very impressive. They went head-to-head with the UFC 291 prelims, which did a .30 on ABC, and MLB on Fox which did a point three five in 18 to 49. So it was very, very strong competition. And uh, the biggest increases, men 18 to 34, up 181% wow. from last week. Collision's best viewership in the demo since the premiere. But they were down 61% in females, which is the only demo the show had a, de- a decrease in. So Brandon Thurston had the uh, quarters out this morning. And uh, CM Punk's streak of being the highest-rated thing on Collision ended because of that main event. And uh, the MJF and Adam Cole versus FTR quarter did 837,000 viewers and 426,000 in 18-49. to which is a huge number for collision. And it grew tremendously. Uh, really, uh, it, it was actually, it was, it was a long match. So the comparison would actually be the 915 to 930 segment, which was uh, 682,000 viewers. They uh, grew to 756 for the first part of the match and 837 for the second part of the match. So they almost added 200,000 viewers, which is a very, very impressive number. And uh, the opening segment, 755, which was uh, the Buddy Matthews-Andrade ladder match, although that did lose viewers. And then the uh, CM Punk promo did uh, about 745, averaging it out. So uh, he still did very well. But, you know, the the big thing was the the tag team title match. And uh, what's going to be interesting, as always, is how are we following this up? How are we following this up? Because, you know, we, we saw with, with WWE, I thought for sure that Sammy should have beaten Roman, but he did not. And I thought that uh, if he wasn't beating Roman, then Cody had to beat Roman. And he did not. And so, you know, there was a lot of second-guessing of these decisions. And now here we are. It's August 1st. And as I've noted before, you know, we'll never know how things would have been if Cody had just won the title and Roman Reigns would have done the exact same stuff that he's doing now with the bloodline. But what we do know is it did not do any sort of damage whatsoever because everything has been up substantially since wrestlemania everything has gone up since wrestlemania when roman beat cody and uh that means that they did not make the wrong call we'll never know if the other call would have been better but we do know they did not make a bad call here now the question on this one is did they make the right call with 
Adam Cole and MJF not winning the title. Where are they going next? Are they going to do a rematch in Wembley? When the when the match ended, you know, a lot of people thought, oh my God, you know, they're going to do the rematch in Wembley. And the fact of the matter is, you know, FTR beat them. And if they were going to do a rematch in Wembley, I think that they might have done another finish. I am not sitting here telling you if I if you had to put a gun to my head and you and I ask me, are you think they're going to do this rematch in Wembley? I would say no. I I think they're still going to be doing MJF and Adam Cole. I don't know that. I don't know for sure what they're going to do, but you know that was that was the plan. And obviously, to get to that plan, they were not going to beat M, uh, FTR in the finals of this tournament, and Tony is stuck with that. So, you know, is the follow-up going to be better? Is the build to MJF and Adam Cole or whatever they're going to do, is that going to be better? Because they had a lot of momentum going into that tag title match. And as you can see from the number, and I myself personally, that was, to me, uh, my most anticipated match on any television show in a long, long, long time. Because I felt very strongly that they needed to go with this and put the tag titles on them. I was more interested in this match than any match on TV, and I don't even know how long. And uh, clearly a lot of other people were as well. So what's the follow-up going to be? We're going to find out more tomorrow. Is is the alternate uh, storyline is going to be better than what they did leading into this? I guess we'll find out. But I think that's going to be a tough hill to climb because there was a lot of interest in this feud and in MGF and Adam Cole winning those titles. Well, let me let me ask you a question then, a philosophical question, because you were very big on not only them getting the titles, but even more importantly than that, them staying together. What do you think is more important, them winning the titles or them just staying together? Because off of this, you could get Dax Harwood and MJF which leads to MJF and CM Punk. There are some things that you can do with it, but what was more important to you? The fact that they are together here? Do you think that, or do you think they really needed to stay together and win those tag titles? Well, absolutely, without question, they need to stay together for now. And I'm not saying that they need to stay together for another year, because obviously this thing is super hot right now, but, uh, you know, how long are the fans going to be into this? I don't know. But what I do know is they weren't ready for it to be over yet. And so on that day, the more important thing, I mean, there's only two options. There's either they win the titles and then they split, which would be stupid, or they don't win the titles and stay together, or they win the titles. So I guess there's three options here. So obviously the the, the stupid ones would be, you know, winning the titles and breaking up. That would be very dumb. That's Speaking that's Vince Russo. Yeah. Uh you know, second my 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 most favored would be staying together and winning the tag team titles. And then and you know at some point they lose them back to FTR and then break up then and then go to whatever they're doing. Or you know, this option here which is not winning the tag team titles and staying together, but they're still apparently going to have a match against each other. So, you know, are they going to split in the match? Is one of them going to turn against the other during the match? Are they going to try and do just a babyface match for the world title? I don't know what they're going to do, but they must have some sort of idea. So now I'm interested to see what the idea is. Well, you know, and this is very much a WWE thing because I'm kind of throwing the sporting point of view completely out of this now. I'm really just interested in what they do with MJF and Adam Cole, how they split them up. Do they keep them together? I'm actually more interested in their 
psychology of working with each other and all that. I'm more interested in that aspect of it than I am, you know, over almost anything else in it. So I am interested to see where they go and how they decide to get out of this and how they decide to maneuver because, again, I mean, you know, what role will Roderick Strong play in this? It's just this is very, very interesting. The only issue that I would have with them winning the titles or them doing a match at all in for the titles would be I think unless you have a sleight of hand set up for MJF's title defense at all out I think you may just be telegraphing it too much that one is going to turn on the other and then that is going to be the match for all out the title match for all out back in a moment with more Observer Live We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. We're going to do the world-famous Raw Report, but I'd like to mention before we do that, first off, congratulations to Deanna Parazzo. She uh, just graduated from college. Bachelor of Arts degree in history from Southern New Hampshire University. Doing all that while wrestling. So congratulations to her. Heck yeah. And uh, also... Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw in there. I guess she's going to be a part of the uh, Impact Multiverse and the whole deal with uh, with New Japan coming up here in Philadelphia, which is actually nice to see. She called out somebody from stardom and of women that are not signed by WWE and AEW at the top of my list on somebody that I would want. Sorry, Lance. I'm not trying to get her out of Impact, but Deanna Perrazzo is great. And the other note is the uh, SmackDown show Friday did... Uh... Did great as usual, 2.3 million viewers. And uh, highest rated segment, obviously, was Roman Reigns, as he always is when he has a segment. But if you exclude Roman Reigns from the show, since I've been tracking this, the highest rated segment on the show was the women. So, there you go. All right, Logan Paul came out to open up Raw. And he's running down Ricochet. He's going to make a spectacle out of him on Saturday. Ricochet comes out. And they go back and forth about each other, what they don't like, but they begrudgingly respect each other. And they finally do a half-hearted fist bump. And as they go to leave, Logan says, Oh, one other thing I forgot to mention. After the match is over, the ring announcer is going to announce the winner. And that uh, ring announcer over there is Samantha Urban. Isn't that your fiancé? So how's it going to feel? Hope there's no hard feelings. When I have your girl saying the winner of this match is Logan Paul. See, so was... Ricochet flips out, attacks him, brawl, oh, and then Ricochet tries to springboard, and Logan punched this bloke out of midair, left him for dead. Knocked him out right in front of his woman. 
You know, I think he could have been actually a little bit rougher about that. He's like, what are you going to do when your woman says that the winner of the match, like just, you didn't even need to say that. Just what are you going to do when my name comes out of your woman's mouth? And then that ricochet could have jumped right on him there. Too lewd. Too lewd? That's not viral enough? Gunther and Imperium did an interview. So Gunther is upset at old Ludwig because he keeps messing up. But he says tonight he's going to make good. Take out that barefoot idiot Matt Riddle. And Sunday I am going to beat Drew McIntyre. So it's Ludwig and Matt Riddle. And uh, they had a good match. And to their credit, you know, this was a great crowd. There's like 12,000, 13,000 people there. But it's one of those crowds where, you know, they're not necessarily super into stuff. you got to get them into it. And it took him about, I'd say, two-thirds of this match to finally hit a big spot and get the crowd into it. And at that point, the crowd was into the match. And Kaiser finally uh, uh, avoided the moonsault, running in Zagiri, hit his DDT, got the pin, and then Gunther was very proud of Ludwig Kaiser, offered him a handshake afterwards. Man, I don't know if I like where they're going with Otis and Gable and that tie-up with Imperium, but with Kevin Owens possibly being on the DL list for a while, I would love to see those titles on Vinci and Kaiser. I know I do the same thing with Joaquin Wilde and Cruz on the other brand, but my God, you brought these guys up. They're all At least you remember their names today. I know, all four of them. Well, I wish WWE would. They're all talented as hell. They all have a lot of experience. They could all bring a lot to that division. We had Valhalla and Maxine Dupree. This oh is just like NXT, where it's like, it's not good, but it's it's totally harmless, and the crowd loves it. Thank God for I just, in this. I can't hate it. Yeah, so they're doing this match, and, uh, you know, Valhalla's a pro. Maxine's, this is like her first ever national television <laughs> match. And, man, she, she can't do anything, but she tries. And I, I, I think that's what I like about it. Like, she tries. You know what I'm saying? Not like other people don't try, but she gives 200% out there trying to be this character and the wacky face and everything. So she's doing this match, and finally she has to do the uh, the Caterpillar. And uh, have you guys seen Otis do the, the worm, the Caterpillar lately? Dude, he's so slow. He can barely get to his feet at the end because he's so fat. And uh, somehow, like if, if him and Maxine were doing a, a, a race, he'd he'd like do it three times before she got through it once. She did the slowest worm of all of all of recorded history. Like shoot worms. I mean, in in like cement could move faster than Maxine. But she hits the elbow, and then you know Eric gets in the ring. A big brawl breaks out. And uh, Chad Gable does a moonsault off the post. And then, as God is my witness, they're fighting up top. And Maxine slips underneath. She puts Valhalla on her shoulders. And she hits a Japanese ocean cyclone suplex and pins her. Amazing. Amazing. They taught her three moves. Jericho moves. And that was five. one of them. Arm drag, which was her number one offensive and defensive move. Then it was the worm, and then the natural progression, the Japanese ocean suplex or cyclone suplex. Absolutely ridiculous finish. Judgment Day came out, talk about how they ran the show. Finn talks about SummerSlam. Finn's so great, he's got to win this title. Like, he's so great. His promos he's cutting... He's just absolutely obsessed with getting his revenge on Seth after seven years. And then Dominic did the promo. And then who should come out but Raquel? And Raquel goes after Rhea. 
They get into a brawl. Raquel's pounding on her. And for the first time, Dom has to run distraction for Rhea so that Rhea can chop block Raquel, stomp on her knee, and put her out of action. I know nobody will care, had that was a nice touch. Two incredible Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler video packages. I'm talking full-out incredible. These were the best video packages in forever. And they look back at the beginning of their friendship, Ultimate Fighter, Ronda telling the story about how they... They were rolling after like 11 weeks on the show, and Shayna, which is true, by the way. Shayna goes, man, I made it 11 weeks. You haven't tapped me one time. Amateur. Ronda mutilated her at that point. <laughs> and then they go to Shayna, and she goes, yeah, you know, we're supposed to be friends, but, man, Ronda, she put me up in her house for free. But the only reason, it wasn't the goodness of her heart. It was there because she wanted people to beat up. And I helped prep her for every one of her fights, and she beat me up every time. And do you know how many of my training camps she ever showed up to? Zero. I went to WWE. Ronda went to WWE. She was the one, of course, that got pushed all the way to the top, and I'm sick of it. It's awesome. Then we had a segment with Alpha Academy and Imperium. And Imperium is making fun of Alpha Academy. You know, Otis is fat. Maxine's talking for this Olympic gold medalist, how far he's fallen. Former, look at yourself now. And finally, Ludwig says, don't worry about this guy. He couldn't last five minutes with you. And Gable says, I'd last five hours. You want to do this tonight? Leave your nerds in the back. I'll leave mine. Let's do this. And Gunther says, all right, let's do it. We had uh, Chompa Nakamura. Finish came out of nowhere. Nakamura pinned him, used the tights. This made Bronson Reed backstage happy. Raquel's getting her knee checked out. They postponed the match. Then we had an amazingly, like, amazing segment. Cowboy Brock comes down to the ring. He's in his chaps. He's in his hat. Got his vest on. Lord. Comes down and he cuts his promo, which was just, like, the, the funny thing is, he really honestly is not that much better than Gable Stevenson, but he's Brock. I swear to God, this is what he goes. He says, Let's cut the crap. I've been here too long tonight. Cody, if you want to come out here and tell me otherwise, come out here, shake my hand, and I'll see you Saturday. But if you don't come out here and shake my hand, I'll see you Saturday. (laughs) What? What are you trying to say, bro? Spit it out, dude. And so Cody comes out, and he offers him a handshake. Brock shakes his hand, goes to leave. They do the shoulder check deal. Brock gets out of the ring. And, man, if I ever saw a Vince McMahon segment, this was it. I've seen this a thousand times. Cody goes for the dive from behind. They get in a brawl. Brock beats him and beats him and beats him and beats him. Finally, they play Brock's music. He starts going to the back. He decides I ain't done yet. Comes back out. He beats him and he beats him and he beats him. They play his music a second time. He starts going to the back. He decides he wants to beat him more. He comes back, and he beats him, and he beats him, and he gives him an F5 and leaves him for dead. And not even sweating, tips the hat, walks to the back. I was like, I'm supposed to be more into the match after the go-home angle, not less. I was flabbergasted. But, you know, Cody's going to win on Sunday. You know, he overcame the odds. But, my God, they would have been better off not even being on this show and just on a video package.
So Gunther and Chad Gable, five-minute challenge. Crowd got into it because of the clock. And uh, Gable ends up giving him a Frankensteiner to the outside, slips into the ring. He wins. He is declared the winner over Gunther. Gunther says, this match is not over. I'm going to decide when this is over. Restart this match. So they come back. They went back and forth. It's great. Delayed German suplex. Chad goes for the chaos theory again. Finally, Gunther avoids it, chops him to death, power bombs him for the pin. This was great. And then Gunther says he's going to do the same thing to Drew McIntyre coming up on Sunday. We had the Becky Angle. She came out, challenges Trish Stratus since she beat Zoe last week. Trish goes, nah, I'll, I'll decide when it's going to be. But then Pierce comes out and goes, no, I heard the stip. This match is happening tonight. So Trish is forced to get in the ring. They ring the bell. Zoe immediately hits the ring. The bell rings again. Two-second match. Heels are double-teaming her afterwards. Trish gets the chair, beats down Becky. They go to the back all happy that they, they put one over on her. But then after commercial, that's when Pierce meets with her and says, Unacceptable. I will be generous, give you some time to prepare. It will be on your home turf, which, by the way, makes no sense in storyline. In Winnipeg, it is you and Becky and Zoe is banned from ringside. Manitoba, I've heard, is a horrible, horrible place, and it produces horrible, horrible people. If it was really on Trisha's home turf, it would have been in a beautiful province like Ontario. And another run to Shana's segment. Essentially, like, both of these women think they did everything for the other, and they both were betrayed. And so it's funny because, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, like they kept going back and forth, who's the babyface heel. On the actual formats backstage listing who is a babyface and heel, they're both listed as heels. But if you watch these segments, they're basically both babyfaces who feel they've been wronged by the other one. Anyway, these segments were great. And then the main event, Sammy and Seth versus Dom and Priest. And uh, they did, like, so much stuff at the end, but the crowd's eating it up. So Rollins makes a tag, hits Priest with three straight topes, sends him over the announce table. He manages to get back in the ring, goes for the south of heaven, and Seth sets up for the stomp. Rhea distracts him. Dom lays out Seth. Sammy goes after Dom, so Rhea starts screaming at him. Finn ends up drop-kicking him into the barricade. Back in the ring, Priest hits Seth with the razor's edge, but then he notices the briefcase. Now's his chance. He goes, Finn, get that briefcase. I'm cashing in. Of course, Finn, he's got a title match on Sunday. So he's all hesitant, but finally he's like, ah, here's a briefcase, but it's too late. Seth super kicks it into his face. Finn goes after Seth. Sammy boots him off the apron. Seth hits Priest with the stomp and pins him. So uh, Seth Rollins getting the win here. I was overjoyed because that tells me he's losing on and Saturday on SummerSlam. Wait, Guan's on here. Finn Balor's going to get that title, brother. Why did Finn hesitate with the briefcase? It would have solved all their problems. Because it's wrestling, that's why. Of course, it makes sense. He doesn't want this guy to cash in. He wants to win the title. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Like Semper Vivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Tonight, it is the Brian Abitti Show for subscribers with Craig, 
Granny, although Sean cannot be there tonight, his Emmy-winning job requires him to uh, cover this election here in Washington. But we've got uh, NWE, NWA TNA from 21 years ago this week. Horrible show, absolutely horrible. And I haven't even I haven't even watched the final match yet, which is the one that everybody said was going to get me to just quit this thing altogether. But I am not a quitter. You understand? Who's we only have a hundred and four more weeks left. Oh, I think we can do this. I think. <laughs> you might be able to. I don't know. I mean, how much? Goes. How much worse can it get? You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, how much worse can it get than this show and the show two weeks ago? If I can make it through those two, I think I can make it through just about anything. Well, wait till you have the Harris boys and Conan and oh, they're there. Are the Harris boys are on this show? Are they all fighting in the block yet? They were doing this whole like it's Oz, but we're not HBO and we're not that talented, so it's just racist. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna get worse. Actually, I will say uh, that uh, I will I will for sure survive next week's show because I think next week is a show where Ron Killings wins the NWA title, and uh, that guy is a Gem. He is a diamond in the rough on this horrific show. He's unbelievably great, which actually really makes you depressed to think about what WWE did with him after that one week where he screwed up the name of the town. Dude, because unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he was great. They should have never dropped him in the first place. He went to TNA, but thank God he did because it actually helped his whole career. Well, we're out of time, everybody. We'll see you later on tonight. WrestlingObserver.com. Thank you, Mike, as always. Callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. Talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.